G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Oh, it's a grand final eve and it is a grand final eve edition of the Captain's Run this morning. A lot of talk about Dustin Martin this week. Yeah, I've been guilty. Is he the greatest finals performer of all time? Well, our next guest has as good a stake in that conversation as anyone. He's a five-time AFL Premiership player. He's a dual North Smith medalist. And they named the finals award after him. Gary Ayres. Ayres, thanks for your time again. No worries, Kate. How are you today, mate? I'm good. Take me back to grand final eve. You've been there five times as a player. Your emotions sort of, you know, 24 hours out from the big game. How are you feeling? Yeah, pretty good generally. It's always about the preparation and the way you lead into that particular week, I guess. It starts on the Monday and training was certainly just about getting it done. Obviously, there was always the plenty of phone calls about getting finals tickets of course so you had to satisfy all your friends and family and I tried to make sure that was all put away by probably mid to Thursday of that particular grand final week and we always used to train on the Thursday so that was always a big time because you had your maybe 10 or 12,000 wonderful Hawthorne supporters that were there and it was always nice to walk off knowing that You'd done all the physical preparation for the week and then Friday was the parade. So that was always a nice thing to be able to once again get in front of all the different supporters who were going to be there supporting their two teams on the Saturday. And then it was a a lunch that we always had at Hawthorne. And then it was the, I guess, main team meeting where you found out whether you're in the team or not. And then once you then sort of took off from that, then it was about relaxing and yeah, you couldn't wait for the game to come around, mate. So, as you've already experienced yourself. Yeah, not not five times. If, is there any memory? <laughs> like, we're not going to get any, you know, thankfully, any heartbreaking stories of injury or probably selection. Usually the team would have been announced last night. It's, you know, different this year, of course. But was there any, you know, heartbreaking stories or memories that stick out? Not, not from yourself, but from teammates, ones that are really unlucky to miss out or an injury that stick in your mind? Yeah, there there is, mate. And obviously, if I go back to probably the 83, there was an absolute champion of our club at the time in Kelvin Moore. Unfortunately, Cal missed out. He would end up playing over 300 games for Hawthorne, but he missed out in 1983. And Mm. another guy by the name of Russell Shields, who had had a pretty reasonable year that year. Obviously, from an injury point of view, it would have been someone who you'd know, Tony Hall, he got mm. uh, unfortunately injured in that state game by his Hawthorne teammate and Andy Collins in 1989. Greg Deere was another one who who did an ACL. And probably the other one, I guess, that comes to mind was Paul Abbott, who broke his ankle. And, of course, all those boys missed out on yeah, becoming even more in relation to the premierships that they played in. Yeah, I, I watch. Um, I watch the final siren between yeah, Geelong and the Richmond players that weren't playing. You know, Friday and Saturday night, the camera pans to those in the stands not playing, and their reaction was they were as happy as the players that were playing. It speaks to great clubs, Ezzy. Is that what you found? That it was the club winning the premiership, not just the the twenty two or twenty one that played on the day. Oh, most definitely, and that's a great summary, mate. In that. The players who are there for the training purposes, who probably feel in their own minds that they're a fair way away, and but they're they're great people to have 
amongst the club. And as you said, and I found that out probably later on when I was actually coaching, that squads win premierships. And of course, unfortunately, there's always then the final 22 that's going to run, on, run out on grand final day. But unfortunately, the players that have helped you get there throughout that journey of that year, some of them just won't be part of it. And I remember in 1991, in that grand final out there at Waverley, where three of the legends of Hawthorne in Robert DiPietro Dominico, John Kennedy Jr. and Peter Swab, they all missed out on that particular game slash grand final premiership. And uh, mm. Dipper actually put a nice little uh, letter in the locker. And when I rocked up on that particular day, opened the locker door and there was a nice little good wishes little letter from Dipper and uh, or well-wished letter. And of course, mm. it was really, really touching, I thought. So that's what it means to some guys. And yet they don't hide the disappointment that no doubt they're feeling. They still want to see the team win. Five-time Premiership player Gary Ayres joining us. He played in 83, 86, 88, 89 and 91. It just, just popped up on the AFL site that they're streaming the 1989 Grand Final Ayresy, which is which is so famous. And, and last week on the, the Sunday Footy Show, we spoke about Dipper and it just got me thinking about him and, and the courage, not just of him, but a, a number of other players in that game. Can you remember Dipper you know, being rushed off the hospital as the celebrations were happening, like in that moment? I can't remember seeing him go off to hospital, obviously. Yeah. You're sort of all caught up in the euphoria and all that sort of stuff. But I do remember him being escorted off the ground and we thought, yeah, there was certainly something pretty wrong. And we knew that anyway because of how he was at half-time. And, of course, Dermot was the other one as well with uh, mm. his busted ribs at the very first centre bounce, as we know. So it just goes to show how guys can pay the price for something that means so much to us. And I guess in that golden run of grand finals in the 80s, we missed out on going back-to-back in 83, 84, missed out on back-to-back in 86, 87. So, of course, this was a, a real genuine opportunity through, albeit somewhat very unusual circumstances because Alan Jeans had the brain aneurysm at the end of 1987 and Joycey stepped in one year, one grand final, one premiership. And, of course, then Alan Jeans just drove that message even at mm. the start of pre-season at the end of 88, going into 89, that this was a great chance for us to go back-to-back flags. And as it turned out, in such a brutal game, we are able to be the first team in Hawthorne's history that achieved back-to-back flags. Yeah, unbelievable stories. Love hearing about them, Ezzy. We are, we are doing that today, reliving the great grand final memories. I, I look at some of the storylines out of this game tomorrow night, and I can't personally go past Joel Selwood in terms of what he could accomplish to be a premiership skipper after playing three times and the sacrifices that he's put his body through. Uh, where does this put Selwood? Like, what sort of company does he join? And we, t- we speak about Hodge and the great final skippers of all time. How have you seen his season and his career to date? Yeah, he's no doubt a warrior, mate. There's certainly everyone watches him go about his business and how he plays and the courage that he displays virtually every game that we see him play in and obviously to be an inspirational skipper as he is and certainly I'm sure the Geelong players would feel very very comfortable and confident whenever Joel Selwood is in the team and for him to get his body right no doubt he's had those issues as we know throughout the course of the season but Geelong probably held him back and said that they wouldn't play him until he's genuinely right and obviously he's carried that finger injury as well in the last couple of weeks. So he's right up there, Kane, as far as one of the greatest leaders the game's ever seen. Durability, 
he's obviously had his last premiership win way back in 2011. So that says a fair bit about his ability to play at such a high standard. And I think that's what separates the great players from, I guess, just your average players is that they consistently play at such a high level and they do it week after week, month after month, year after year. And Joel Selwood is certainly one of those. And from a captaincy point of view, he's probably got that extra bit of pressure as well. But he just doesn't let it bother him. He just loves playing footy. And you can see he loves playing for the Geelong Football Club. What about the coaches? As he, you've been there, premierships uh, in the VFL, of course, and your record there is extraordinary. How are Chris Scott and, and Damien Harbick feeling right now? And, and what sort of what-ifs are they going through? You know, if this happens, what do we do here? And what happens if things are going well? What happens if things are going poorly? How would they be feeling right now, do you think? Yeah, I think they'd be feeling pretty good. Both of them have obviously been there before. They're both premiership coaches, as we know. They would be very, very confident in their preparation, which I think is really, really important. They'd be very, very confident that they would have covered off on all the things that need to be covered off. I think they would know each other's game style and players pretty well. There's Mm. a lot of intel out there, and I'm sure they'd have so much belief and positivity in their boys because their game plans stack up, obviously, they're they're all waiting for the moment to arrive. That's what I found as a coach. You're just wanting to get to the ground. And then once you get there, you're backing in your preparation. There's really not a lot that you're going to do on grand final day anyway, because all through the week, you've probably prepared 95% of what you can do. And a lot of that's been about yourself, I would have imagined, because you're going to be, as I said, showing so much faith and confidence in your playing group. It's what's got you there on that big day. And but there'd always be a little bit of a thought too about being a winner, and that's what we always want to be on grand final day. It doesn't work out that way because it's a two horse race, as we know. But I think they would be both feeling very, very confident about their opportunities tomorrow. Is yeah, you concerned about the pressures on the modern coach? Uh, we've seen issues that have been well documented. North Melbourne and, and Reshore parting ways, of course, which has been in the news. But Alistair Clarkson has spoken about his concerns for his coaching colleagues at the moment. Uh, you've sat back and you've watched it and you've been there yourself. Is the pressure becoming too great? And do we need to support our coaches better? Yeah, there's a lot of pressure going out there. There's no doubt about that. And certainly we do need to support our coaches a lot more. I know it's getting better. You're only one of 18, so you're in a pretty privileged position throughout Australia. And with that does come all the responsibilities. You know to a degree what it's like, but it's a roller coaster. There doesn't seem to be as much pressure externally, I guess, when you're winning. But also, too, when you're losing, it really does ramp up. And if you are consistently losing, and let's be honest, the buck does stop with the head coach. He's the one that's obviously always out the front. He's trying to lead as best he possibly can. I think the mistakes that young coach makes, though, is that he doesn't tend to delegate to the people that are around him. And if he has confidence in his support staff, then that does alleviate, I believe, some of the pressures that go with a day-to-day job of being an AFL coach. But it's great to see Alistair Clarkson come out. He's obviously the doyen of coaches, four-time premiership player. He's seen the opportunity of being a coach to start to build a club and obviously took over Hawthorne back in 04, perhaps, if I remember Mm -hmm. rightly. And, of course, then he's won four premierships along the way. So... 
he's very much aware of all the highs and lows and the pitfalls and the mistakes. And I think if you're a young coach, having the confidence to delegate, you've got to have some me time for yourself too, because we know how consuming it is. It's a 24-7 industry. And when you're losing, you think that you should be working harder, but it's not necessarily that at all, I've found. And if you can sort of find that balance, then I think you can end up handling the pressures just that little bit better. But the opportunity to get away with your family, spend some me time, as I call it, I think is really, really important. So, But it's great to see that the organisation, the Coach Association, is aware of it. And I'm sure we'll certainly see that we can give these individuals a lot more assistance because no one wants to see them go out of the game in a manner that's uh, detrimental to their health. Ezzy, North are looking for a coach. I've asked you this before. Uh, would you <laughs> consider it if they asked you? Oh, of course you would, Kane. You'd consider it. You'd certainly like to think after 25 years that I've been coaching better than I was when I first started. And no doubt there's things that you've done which are about learning what you do within yourself as a coach. And certainly we make mistakes. But of course, if you can keep hanging in there and doing something that you love, I've got a lot of passion for coaching and I just love seeing the Port Melbourne boys go around doing what I was lucky enough to achieve and that's get some sort of success at BFL level. It's not the highest level as we know, but then it could be the highest level that some of these boys are ever going to play at anyway. So, yeah, you'd never say never, mate. If an opportunity was there to have a chat, you'd certainly go down that path. But I think the old uh, flickering flame has got less and less over the years, I would have thought, from any interest along the way. We'll see. Time will tell. Um, they would do a, a very good service to themselves if they gave you a call. Ezzy, before we let you go, it's been great. Just a, a winner and a Norm Smith medalist for tomorrow. Yes, Kane, I'd pick the Tigers. And wouldn't it be great to see Dusty Martin win the medal and go into rarefied air as a three-time Norm Smith medal winner? But don't be surprised if someone like Mitch Duncan actually has a fair say in the grand final tomorrow, yeah. mate. So they're the picks for me. Ezzy, thank you so much for reliving your memories with us here today. Thanks a lot, Kay. Stay well, mate. How good. Gary is uh, an absolute legend of the... Well, he's a legend of the game, clearly, but one of the greatest finals performer we've ever seen and a man who knows more than most about grand final day. one three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Time now for the latest news with Meredith Gibbs. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.